Tatum. Tough step back, wow. butter. And other attributes allow him to guard on the perimeter. Deep three from Tatum, yes! JT Money! To the outside, leading it off back, and Carlo drives! The Hurricane strike first! Walker, pull up. Got it! <laughs> Kemba Walker in his bag of tricks. Krejci just drifting back in, he's got Pasternak! Goodness. Sweeping them off their feet indeed. Hello, boys and girls. Children of all ages. Degeneration X proudly brings. No, I'm just, <laughs> just joking. I'm sorry. I have to have a little fun. It's just me in here. I'm used to Batch and Xanadu being around and going nuts, but it's just me. I made that little intro because we got the Celtics. We got the Bruins. We've got a lot going on. It's very exciting. As a, when I first started this podcast in 2018, I said that that the Bruins and the Celtics having playoff runs at the same time is the most wonderful time of the year. And I'm not going off of that. I think it's fantastic. I have a great time every time that this is a thing. And we're going to start this with Celtics talk because in the last podcast, I had told you guys that I've neglected the Celtics. I did. Now I'm going to talk about them. So starting with the Celtics, they played the 76ers. They played Philly. The process, the process is, ooh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not going well. So I knew as soon as Ben Simmons went down that we were going to take this series fairly easily, or at least I thought that. I mean, basketball is pretty predictable for the most part. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm just calling it like it is. It's not like hockey where you got a one seed, you got an eight seed, and they're going to battle it out, and the eight seed can win. Normally, that does not happen in basketball at all. So... I knew with us being a three seed, but we're a great three seed, and they lost their best player, so I'm thinking, yeah, we probably got this. So we win game one, 109 to 101. It was not a dominant performance by any means, but we got the job done. Tatum got 32 points and 13 rebounds. A lot of people are kind of sleeping on Tatum, and I know that sounds a little ridiculous for me to say because he's getting so much publicity, but dude... Jason Tatum, everyone keeps saying, like, oh, give him a couple years, he's going to be there. You you might want to stop sleeping because we might be there now. Tatum might be there now. So why don't you watch yourself on that one? And I'm not, it's not coming from me being a homer. That's coming from me watching his play, watching what he before COVID came, Jason Tatum was lighting the world on fire. LeBron James playing against him, singing his praises. Everyone that played against Tatum was saying, this dude is dangerous. So keep that in mind. Jalen Brown, not too shabby. He had 29 points in that game, six rebounds. It's big-time play from your big-time playmakers, and that's how you win in basketball. So you win game one. You go into game two, and that's where we made a bit of a statement to let them know, like, hey, Philly, we don't really want to play around with you. <laughs> We're going to let you know what's up. They won it 128-101, to and it could have been worse. I mean, if you really watch the game, they kind of let off the gas at the end. Tatum had 33. He was just on fire. He was hitting any shot that he wanted. Jalen Brown, 
Kemba Walker, both had over 20. It was just a solid team win, but it came at a bit of a price here. So Gordon Hayward got hurt. If you follow the podcast, even though on Instagram, even though I haven't been technically talking about it on here, I have you up to date on that. So if you don't already, go to at Big Mouth Small Words podcast on Instagram and you'll still get all the updates so you'll know what the heck's going on. Because Gordon Hayward got hurt. It was his ankle. And he was going to be out four weeks. And that's rough. And it's actually worse than people think. I know a lot of people are pumped up right now, but you got you to gotta settle it down here because... Gordon Hayward is really starting to like get into his groove. And as per usual, when he gets comfortable with his play, his body fails him. His body is made of glass. I wish that his body was as strong as the hair gel that he uses because his hair never falters, but his body never does anything right. It's unbelievable. It gets me so aggravated. Stop fixing your hair and fix your body, please, Gordon. We really need to make a run here, and we're going to need you if we're going to make a deep run. So, all right, so we lost Gordon Hayward. Sorry, I went on a little bit of a tirade there. You go into game three, and I'm a little nervous because, like I said, you're not going to have Gordon Hayward. He's very good at facilitating the offense. I knew that Philly was going to bring it because no NBA team has ever come back from a 3-0 series deficit. I think only two teams has even made it to game seven in those. So I knew they were going to go for it because they knew. Like, they don't win this game. This series is most likely pretty much over. The game was close for the most part. But Boston pretty much had control the entire time, and I never felt watching that like the game was in doubt. It's like the Celtics knew at any moment in that game, no matter if it was by two, by five, all they had to do was put on a little, put like turn it on a little bit, and they would win. And that's exactly what they did at the end of that game. They put it away. The Celtics win 102-94. to 94. And my God, I mean, Kemba Walker and Brown both scoring over 20 each. I mean, Marcus Smart played great on defense. He is so good at that. And when, especially at the end of the games, when you need a guy to make a play, to get a steal, to make the right block, to take a charge, he always seems to make the smart play. So good for him. Ha <laughs> ha, get it, the smart play. <laughs> so the Celtics are up 3-0 in the series. And you know that it's over. It's just a matter of like, how long is it going to take for this to be done? Not very long, <laughs> as, it, uh, as it turns out, not very long. After a shaky first quarter, I almost said period. That's how much hockey <laughs> that I've been watching. After a shaky first quarter, the uh, Celtics kept it close. And then, my good God, they blew doors in the third quarter. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched that one, but that was fun to watch if you're a Celtics fan. They're outscoring Philly 32-19 to in the quarter, and they just toyed with them. They did whatever they wanted. Philly tried to make a little bit of a run at the end in the fourth quarter, but, I mean, it didn't work. And then at one point, I don't remember the exact moment of how much time was left. I don't ex- remember the exact moment of how much time was on the clock or any of those things, but I remember thinking if Kemba or Tatum or one of these guys nails this shot, it's over. And Kemba drives on Horford, fakes it to the right, fakes it to the left, kick back. Horford just keeps going forward. He can't defend him. Flat-footed. All those millions of dollars couldn't keep him upright, 
And Kemba just fades back and nails, nails the dagger. Unbelievable shot. Kemba Walker. It's, it's vintage Kemba Walker, though. He just didn't do it in big moments. But guess what, buddy? You took the shot in the big moment. You made the shot in the big moment. That was the dagger. After that shot, Philly gave up. Celtics win 110 to 106. They get the sweep. I'm very impressed by the Celtics. They took care of business. They lost a key player, and they still got the job done. Not only did they did it, but they did it in stride. And now, listen, the defending champion Toronto Raptors, who they're going to be playing, is not going to be an easy series like this. I just want to get that out of the way. But if the Celtics play the way that they've been playing, they're going to be a tough out for anybody. to. That No one wants to deal with the Celtics because it's not like they have that, like, LeBron, they don't have the the Steph Curry. They don't have the Kawhi Leonard. But they've got a bunch of guys that like to play team basketball, and they're going to be a lot for anyone to deal with. If I'm going to kind of get ahead of myself here and tell you about the series, I think the Celtics are going to win it in six. I think the Celtics are going to handle their storm, and they're going to get it going. And another thing is, Normally in basketball, you would think that games are going to go seven, but now that people are not going to the games, it's going to be a lot less emphasis on keeping series going longer. So I think this is the best chance that we have as as far as the fans of seeing a realistic product, of seeing a product where the, the, the better team actually can win here. And I think that we're the better team. And really quickly for the Celtics to end this, I'm going to say... I got to shout out Kemba Walker. I, I got to kick it back like, you know, a year to when we have Kyrie Irving and we think we have all the answers and Danny duped everybody and my good God, like the Celtics are going to go on this run. Y- you can argue that Kyrie is a better player. You can argue that until you're blue in the face, but I'm about a team guy. And Kemba Walker had never won a playoff series. He comes to Boston to win and through the knee injury that he had, And with everything that happened with COVID, he didn't lose focus. If we had Kyrie still, we would have been the ones getting swept. We would have been the ones that were embarrassed. Kemba Walker came here and he embraced Boston. He made this his home. He plays selfless basketball on and off the court. And the thing is, He says and does all the right things, and that's such a big thing because he's not a distraction. Kyrie was a distraction. He was a loser. He cared more about himself than anybody, and at the end of the day, when you get into these dog fights, and I'm going to talk about this with the Bruins and the Lightning. Trust me. Trust me. I'm going to keep going with this, but when you're a team, you look to your team, and when you know that you can count on the guy next to you, when you can count on that other guy, you're ready to go to war, but if you're all about yourself... I'm sorry, man, that don't work in the playoffs. And Kemba Walker, the thing that blew my mind the most is he said after the biggest win of his life, like I said, the dude's never won a a playoff series. And he he just swept, hit the dagger. And instead of saying me, 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 he goes, Jalen and Tatum are special players. And when I'm playing with them, it's easier for me. This is their team. I'm just happy to be a part of it. I'm going to do what it takes to win. Kemba Walker, you are a huge part of us winning that series, and you're going to be a huge part of us going on a run, and I think they are. I believe 
that the Boston Celtics are going to go on a run. Beat the Raptors. Get ready to go on a run. And damn it, I'm going to say it right now. Let's go Celtics. Yes. Let's go! Oh, Celtics. Do it for Situ. I should have called her. That was a mistake on my part. But you know what? We got to go. We got to go to the Bruins now. We've done the Celtics. I did about 12 minutes of Celtics. And now we are leading into the Boston Bruins. And we all knew, much like the Celtics series, the second round is not going to be as easy. Like we beat the Hurricanes. And now we're on to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And let's face it here. I'll give them this. The Tampa Bay Lightning are a super team. Top to bottom. You know, you've got, my God, on defense, Hedman. You've got McDonough. You've got Shattenkirk. And then offensively, you've got Kucherov. You've got, really, honestly, I could go all day naming their goal scores and naming their talent. But I'm going to give you the Bruins aspect of all of this here when I watch them. And I'll say this about them. Tampa Bay is gifted offensively, but in the end, to me, to me, they are just flashy. The Tampa Bay Lightning, there's no substance there. It's all for show. It's all about being flashy. It's all for show with them. Year after year, they have an amazing record. And when it comes time to dig deep, to make a run, they falter every single time. And you want to know why that is? Because you can pay the best players. You can get as much young talent as you want. But if you don't have each other's backs, it doesn't matter. I just went over this with the Celtics and Kyrie Irving. He is supremely talented. But when it came down to it, no one believed in him. And if you don't believe in them, they ain't going to believe in you. The Boston Bruins are a family. The jersey and the spoke be on their chest means something to them. It's not about the name on the back of their jersey. It's about the B in the front. We have tradition, we have pride, and we have passion. The Lightning don't know anything about that. And the thing about Lightning is, it comes and it goes, but it's quick. When it hits, it's lethal. But for the most part, it's just thunder, and it's all talk. Which brings me to game one. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to get fired up about these about the Lightning and the Bruins. The first period starts, and Chara gets called for a bogus boarding or roughing or whatever the hell it was. It was terrible. So the Bruins immediately have to deal with the power play of Tampa, and I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me with this. Halak played pretty good, though. He made some saves. We got it out of there. There were some hits. But at the end of the day, we didn't let up anything on the power play. Okay? The rest of that first period was a bit of a feeling out process, you know? These two, they're heavyweights. And they know that they can't just start throwing haymakers at each other. They got to see what the hell's going on. So it looked like by the end of the first period that each team was content with going into the second period at 0-0. Zero to zero. But Charlie McAvoy apparently had other plans, and I've got to continue to eat crow on him, and I love it. I love Charlie Coyle right now. He is getting it going. Marshy takes it into the zone. I want to say there's about a minute and a half left in the period. Pass it back to Carlo. He hits a bomb from the point, and I mean, Coyle redirects this into the back of the net. 
it was huge, massive to get on the board first. And the thing is, this you if you're Vasilevsky, you, you can't save this. This shot was going wide. This was not going in. And Coyle tips it in. Unbelievable, perfect, good on everybody. And the first period ends. Now you're going into the second. And it's huge to have a lead, especially against a team that's that lethal as the Lightning. Because they can score in their sleep. So both teams now start flying around a bit. They're hitting. They're moving. It's great hockey. Good playoff hockey. And about five minutes into the period, the Bruins go on the power play. Crew gets it to the point. You know he's got to get it to Krejci. And Pasta said it best. Everybody loves playoff Krejci. <laughs> Everybody loves playoff Krejci. And I've been singing that man's praises. And Krejci goes, and he was either going to go to Burr's run. He didn't know where he wanted to go. Then he sees Pasta sitting in his spot, and he says, you know what? I'm going to give you the perfect sauce pass. Gets it to Pasta right on his stick, and bang. He smashes it one times it right back, like right into the back of the net. Bruins are up two to nothing. I'm feeling pretty damn good, but I'm still a little worried. A two-goal lead's the most dangerous lead in hockey, so I knew don't get ahead of yourself. Take it easy. The Lightning for the next 10 minutes in that second period attacked the Bruins. They hit them with everything except the kitchen sink. It was unbelievable, and Halak played his ass off. I mean, this was just big save after big save, and I'm going to say this right now. Halak bailed out his team. In that second period, the Lightning should have had at least one coming out of that. But my God, he didn't let them have anything. The Bruins seemed a little bit tired, a little heavy in the legs, but it worked out. So the Bruins take a 2-0 lead into the third period. About two minutes into the third period, Patrice Bergeron wins a puck battle. He steals the puck, I believe it was from McDonough, and he gets it to Pasta, who gets it over to Marshy, and he smashes it home. The Bruins are up three to nothing. And I I can't believe it. <laughs> you know, like I'm losing my mind about this because I can't I, this is just three to nothing. We're beating Tampa three to nothing. So it felt amazing, obviously. We continued to put a little bit of pressure on Tampa till there was about 11 minutes left, and Victor Hedman smashes one from the point past Halak. I believe he was screened, and I think it went off a Bruins defender. I don't know if I put it on him. I'm not going to just because he was so good in the second period. I'm going I'm to give him the benefit of the doubt, but at first, I did put it on him. The more I watched it, I couldn't tell. So I'm going to give him a pass, but... That is what it is. So it's a three-to-one game now. Changes things. And the game went back and forth, and in classic lightning fashion. They pull the goalie, about one minute and 15 seconds left, and Hedman hits it from the point. It goes off McAvoy, and it's in the back of the freaking net. It is now three-to-two, and all of a sudden... I have high blood pressure. My Apple Watch is telling me to breathe. I can't. I'm getting upset because I'm thinking, my God, somehow the Lightning are going to tie this freaking game, and then we're going to go into a five-overtime, probably a six-overtime thing. I'm going to lose my freaking mind. But luckily, the Lightning swarmed. They were very close. But at the end, the Bruins emerge victorious. Thank you. Let's be clapping for you, Bruins. 
Thank you so much. I needed you to win that game. You did win that game. And the thing is, it was a scary end, but it was, as I said from the start, the Lightning are rarely lethal for three full periods. You weather the storms, and you play your game, and you can beat them. And this now brings me to the segment of three idiots and three geniuses for the game. I'm going to run through these pretty quick because I've got no Xanadude. I've got no batch. My three idiots were Bjork making his, I don't know if this is his fourth time in a row being on here, but Bjork, Kasha, and I hate to say Chara. I, it, it, it hurts. In my soul, it does. But let me say, let me go over Bjork because that doesn't, that doesn't hurt me as much. Bjork, for the love of God, how am I going to say this? Cassidy sat you to put a fire under your ass, right? And you come back and you get zero points again. And, and I guess whatever, you get zero points, but you weren't even effective. You weren't even skating your ass off. You just, you were so bad that Nick Ritchie had more ice time than you. So please, for the love of God, stop being awful and shut me up because I, I hate how much I hate you right now. So Bjork, please, get off the idiot list. And then it's like, Kasha, another solid chance to score and you don't finish. That seems to be your trend. Negative one on the score sheet. I don't need to say anything else about you. I don't need to like pile it on you. Finish, get a goal, I'll shut up. Chara, I love you. I love you so much. You've done so many great things, and I don't ever want to put you on a list of idiots, and I would never call you an idiot to your face because I don't want to get my face smashed in, and because I will say it again, I love you. But my God, you looked old. This is the first time that like my Chara blinders were off and I'm seeing you and you're so slow at the end of that game. You got hit off the puck. It happens. Please don't let it happen again. Be mean. If you've got to take a, I mean, don't take a penalty. I don't want to to tell you to take a penalty, but my good God, I, I get that you were tentative because in the beginning you tried to be physical and they called you, but come on now. Come on now. Don't do that again. And now let me, I'm going to pat my, you can't hear, but I'm patting myself on the back right now because going into this round, in the last podcast, I had said to Batch and I had said to Xana, dude, and I can't remember who they said, but I can remember who I said for three players that need to do well in order for the Bruins to advance past the Lightning. I said David Krejci. I said David Pasternak. And I said Halak. I'm bringing this up because my three geniuses of this game are Halak, Coyle, and the first line. Now, Krejci didn't make it into the list of geniuses, but don't get me wrong. He had a great game. All three of these guys did what I thought they needed to do, and we won. So let me get on to this. Halak saved 35 shots. And as I said, man, he bailed out the Bruins in that second period. So I've got to give him all the credit there. Charlie Coyle keeps coming up on the score sheet. And when you do that, you are going to continue to be a genius. I don't care if he's, he can't skate without a milk crate. If he's getting the puck in the net, (laughs) I'm giving it to him. And not to mention, he's not, he's playing phenomenal. He's starting to hit people. Charlie Coyle's on fire right now. Good for you, buddy. And that's going to bring me over to the first line. 
Bergie had an assist, and he was 63% in the faceoff dot, which is the best that he has done all playoffs. Marshy and Pasta each had an assist, and they each had a goal, and they're just on fire. And I got to give you this, though. I got to give you this one. My honorable mention, where he, it's not Krejci. It's not. I'm keeping him off the list for, that for now. But Nordstrom, I don't know if anybody else noticed, but he had a hell of a game. I mean, it killed me to not put him on my list of geniuses. He had seven hits. He led the team in hits. He played over 15 minutes in this game, and he was balls on the penalty kill. He was hitting people, and he was clearing out the zone, dude. He was just so chippy. He had like a little bit of Marshy and a little bit of Char in him. He was hitting people. He was just doing a great job. So, hey, Nordstrom, keep that up. I see you, dog. I saw you. Loved it. Shout out to the whole freaking team, man. You win this, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I remember a few years ago, we played Tampa. We won the first game, and I was feeling a lot like this. And we lost in five. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. (laughs) Let's stay the course. Play in front of Halak. Make sure that you split these next two games at worst. I mean, we need Halak to keep going the way that he's going. I believe that he can. And I'm feeling damn good. The Celtics and the Bruins making runs. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and I love it. So we are very close. I'm going to end this podcast. I'm going to say we are very close to hitting 7,000 streams. I don't know why I keep saying we. I am very close. (laughs) I, creator of Big Mouth Small Words, I want to just say thank you to everyone that has cared from the beginning. Trust me, I listened to my podcasting two years ago, even in 2019, when I'm just using the Anchor app, and I'm like, oh my God, like that's what I sounded like. And now I feel like I've hit my stride. I feel like I'm... I'm putting out a good product and I'm trying to do right by all of you because you guys are the reason that I even did it in the first place. I mean, obviously I love to talk sports, but you, if you guys didn't listen and you didn't support and you didn't keep listening, I would have just stopped. (laughs) So you have inspired me to keep going. You've inspired me to do the blog, to do the website. And if you haven't already, if you're new to this, and I'm sorry for the sap thing at the end, (laughs) if you're new to this, but uh, the more you like, the more you're going to get from me. That's the way that it goes. So the blogs will be coming. I've made it a point to do that. Go to bigmouthsmallwords.com and make sure that you, it has everything. It has the YouTube, it has the Twitter, it has the Instagram, it has everything on there. So make sure you follow Big Mouth Small Words on Facebook, all your social media, and that's where I'm going to end it. So close to 7,000 streams. We're going to keep moving. Xanadude and Batch are going to rejoin the show after the Tuesday and Wednesday game. Stay safe, everybody. 